Welcome to Courageous Leadership with Virginia Prodan, training you to lead with courage. Hello, everyone. We are so glad you are here. We love to encourage people to be courageous leaders because we believe that each one of us were created to be leaders at the place and where we live to encourage not only our family, our neighborhood, but people around us in our business, in our school, in our community, and to change uh, our country and to change the world. We also um, love to, um, for some of you, maybe you read my memoir, Saving My Assassin, and I want to mention that courageous leadership is important to me, and I am speaking from my own experience because by the grace of God, I, he transformed me from a little tiny under five feet tall person into a courageous leader. So yes, it is possible, no matter your age, no matter your size, no matter where you live, you are a courageous leader if you allow God to flourish that in you. We love also on this podcast to bring guests that will exemplify what courageous leadership means. And today we have Eli Marcus, who is an example of courageous leader. Eli, would you please introduce yourself? Well, thank you for having me on your show, Virginia. I'm very excited, uh, and I can't wait to motivate and inspire your audience. That is, that is great. We love that. Would you please tell us how you started? Because a lot of people say, well, I don't have what it takes. Uh, maybe I'm too young. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I don't live in a place or so forth. Tell us how you started. Well, when I was younger, I probably would have been voted the least likely person to succeed because I was very, very shy, painfully shy. In fact, I was so shy, I used to sit in the back of the classroom. And when the teacher looked at me, I used to try to look the other way. Hopefully she didn't notice that. I was trying to hide from her because my heart started to beat very fast. My palms started to get sweaty and I didn't want her to call on me because I was afraid of making a mistake. So I had to, to learn that maybe there was a better way because the people who were in the front of the class who raised their hand and said, please call on me. Those are the ones that seem to get the prettier girls. And those are the ones that seem to get the better grades and get all the fun. They seem to be having fun. And I wanted to have more fun. So I decided to go into all the bookstores and try to read up on all of the self-help literature that was out there. And uh, it's all about a decision that you want something better. You can either live with your excuses, live with whatever you think you were labeled or what you'd labeled yourself, or you can decide there's something better for you. That is so true. That is uh, uh, a time where you have to decide for yourself. Uh, and, and it's so true what you said, because not only people around you will label you, but we used to label ourselves. In fact, sometimes I feel like we are harsher on ourselves than others might be. And that can be a detriment, because if you all the time put yourself down, you know, what do you expect? 
just just to stay there and not to move. Um, tell us how those books help you to go one step maybe uh, each time. I, I assume that you, you went one step at a time. Well, Virginia, what it first taught me is that I wasn't the only one in that boat. <laughs> so I had a lot of company. And what I was also taught is that you become anything you think about most often. So if you think that you're never going to mount to anything, you're never going to mount to anything. If you think that you can accomplish great things, you're going to accomplish great things because the mind is, you know, very powerful and the mind will lead you in whatever direction. Your entire universe will start to converge in a way that is with your predominant thoughts. So that's kind of the allure of attraction. You know, if you think that something is just not going to happen, everything in your life is going to converge against things happening on your behalf. So you have nothing but positivity if you think that something can happen. Now, for the average person, they look at their flaws. So there could be 99 things that look great about them. They're going to see that one flaw. That's how the human mind often works. But at the end of the day, it's still a choice. And it's only one person's choice. It's not your mother's choice, your father's choice, your friend's choice. It doesn't make a difference what they how they perceive you. It only matters how you decide at the end of the day to perceive yourself. If you want to perceive yourself as 10 times more handsome than you are, then you become that. You become exactly what you think about. I think you are so right. I can tell you that also what somebody will say to you in a powerful way. To me, I remember I was fourth or fifth grade. And at that time, our teacher in, in Romania, I grew up in socialist Romania. At that time, we have first grade to fifth grade, one teacher. And he will uh, teach us all the, the subjects and everything. And at that point, he was preparing us for fifth grade and he was telling us how to make a composition, introduction, middle and conclusion. And he told us that we have to write it, how long. And also we have to have a presentation in front of the class. So here is my, my time. So I face my class, my back is the, my teacher, and I start to have my presentation. And some of my, my friends were kind of trying to burst into laughing. And I'm thinking, there is nothing laughing about what I am saying. But I didn't say anything. So I, uh, I started, I finished. And the minute that I finished, I felt the air behind me. My professor jumped. My teacher, my professor, uh, teacher jumped in, in, on his feet. And he said, Virginia, I never heard a speech like yours. You're going to be a great speaker. And that remained with me for a very long time. And that helped me to go as a student at the academic decathlons to improve and to do everything. And anytime I am thinking about 
you know, speaking public and improving, I remember the people that put that in my heart and I agree with them because you're right. You have to make that agreement if it's with yourself or if it's with others. And also to learn that you are uh, um, in progress every single day. Instead of putting yourself down, find yourself how can you improve that? You know, be happy with what you have and how can you improve and don't compare yourself with others. Yeah. Also, if you don't take it so personally and you don't make it all about yourself and you make it about the other people, then you've already succeeded because as long as your heart is in for other people and to make other people's lives better, it doesn't make a difference how, you know, you think other people are going to perceive you. It's just, you know, you've had your heart in the right place. You've done the best. All you can do in this life is the best that you can do. You can only be the best that you can try to be. You know, as long as you put the effort out and you don't worry about the consequence of what people are thinking. And just, again, you know that you put out good material. You know you're trying to help people be better. That's an accomplishment right there. You're already a winner. Yes. So so many people make it about themselves, and therefore they're in fear. And often that fear prevents them from even starting because they're so in fear of how people are going to look at them. So if you stop thinking about how people are going to look at you and realize it's not about you, it's about the gift that you've been given from God to give to the rest of the world. When you think of it that way, you cannot fail. Then you cannot. Then, then you have an obligation to get up on that stage and speak, no matter how much fear you have. I cannot agree more with you. It is so, so you are so right about this. I'm under five feet tall. And it's important when people see me on the stage, how tiny I am. And I always tell them it's, it's my mess that God transforming into a message that will encourage them. It's nothing special about me. It's the fact that I agree with God that he can change and he can transform me and tell them I am a tool in God's hands and you can be too and watch him what he is able to do it because we all have skills and talent that will enrich the other person. And you're right. If you're thinking that way, that you enrich people, you raise them up to the level that they were supposed to be because you at one point you are at the same level like them you have done your mission yeah and the thing is there's a four-letter word which starts with f and it's not the one you may be thinking of it's the fear word and that is what prevents people from getting what they really want in life whether it's fear of success fear of failure fear of whatever it is the reality about fear is you can overcome fear it doesn't mean you're going to eliminate it, but as in Dr. Susan Jeffords' book she wrote many decades ago, feel the fear and do it anyway. It's okay to have the fear. It's okay to have the heart racing. It's okay to have the palms sweating. It's all okay. What's not okay is to give in to the fear, to let it consume you, and to let it stop you from getting not only yourself to the promised land, but to maybe thousands or even millions of people that you can potentially uh, benefit, benefit from you. So you have to look at it as you are depriving other people from their success and from benefiting from why God put you on this earth by backing away and letting the fear consume you. So again, it's not that all of us have some level of fear. We all experience it 
It may look less from somebody else, but it might not be. They're just feeling the fear and they're tackling it and they're going despite the fear. And yes, that lesson is very important. That is so true. I remember I spoke in Washington, D.C., and I spoke after presidents and big personalities. I'm a tiny little person. And and uh, some of my friends called me after I spoke and said, Virginia, uh, we watch over here because it was online. We have a celebration. Do you know that when you appear on the stage and you go towards the microphone, people are standing up and applauding? I guess they those are the ones that read your book. And I said, no, I do not see anything. When I walk towards the microphone, I'm still talking with God. I have butterflies in my stomach. If I can sell those butterflies, I will be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I walk and I still walk, talk with God. And I said, Lord, take care of myself. You can mess up my speech and speak through the Holy Spirit to me because you know the needs of these people. And that's the reason I am there, that God can use, like I said, my mess to a message that he can transform lives. And people have to understand that by themselves, we cannot do this. We have to agree with the power of God who put the skills in us and to created us to be here for a reason to enrich each other. We are, we, each one of us, I believe, we are a small puzzle in the beautiful picture of God that creates beauty in our life. And if everybody will understand that there is no, no person more important than others, that they are important, they will become that puzzle. Do you agree with me? Well, God put us in here for a reason. He didn't put us here to simply be out, you know, to to put money in our pocket and to have uh, only our desires, uh, you know, met. He put us on this earth because he gave us gifts that's meant to share with other people, to enrich them, to embolden them, to make them better. And by not allowing ourselves to share that gift, we're stealing away from our purpose on this planet. Uh, and so all of us, when we look back on uh, our years will only regret one thing. We will not regret the things that we did and we failed. We will only regret the things that we did not do or even try to do because we were in fear, we were scared, or we convinced ourselves we're not good enough and we gave ourselves false labels. So it's okay to do something and fail. It's not okay not to try. That is so true. And in in my uh, speeches and when I train people, I always tell them that life is about be to be successful and significant. Those two have to be together because if you just go after success, one day you will be on the top and you will ask yourself, so what? And then you go down to the pit. But if you connect your success with significance, which means you invest in other people's lives, you will always go to a higher level of success because you want to reach more people. You want to impact more people and you yourself become more successful and more fulfilled. So um, it's very dangerous 
just to look at life as success, financially, emotionally, whatever you want. What do you think about putting success and significance together? Well, first of all, God gave us two ears and one mouth, and he gave it in that proportion for a reason. We're there to hear what other people have to say. We're here to empathize with other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. When we make it about the other people, we make friends and we win friends and we influence people. That's the best thing. When we, it's about ourselves, we don't get as many friends. No. So when we learn that lesson in life, uh, but we all get a sense of significance by uplifting other people. That makes us more significant because a birthday celebrated by yourself, it could be a gold uh, birthday cake. That gold birthday cake is worthless without sharing it with other people. And other people want to share with people who are generous of spirit, who give of themselves. I'm not talking about gifts. I'm talking about give of themselves, their time, their energy, their compliments. Those are the people we all want to be surrounded by. And by being that kind of person that gives to other people unconditionally and without agendas, we become a person of significance. We don't become a person of significance by gathering four cars and four houses and accumulating lots of money while other people are suffering around us because we pulled a fast one over them to get those things. Okay, That's not the person you want to be. You want to be a person who people love and people want around them because you spiritually uh, were there uh, for their best interest and you wanted always what's best for them, even if it wasn't necessarily always in your best interest. Because when you put other people first, you're going to put yourself first anyway. It's going to come back to you. If you put yourself first and everyone else last, it's not going to come back to you. People aren't going to gravitate to you. They're not going to want to come to your birthday party. That is so true. Would you please tell our audience and our listener and viewers how they can get in contact with you? You bring so much value, and I'm wondering, some of them will say, how can I get in contact with this person? Well, I'm going to issue a challenge to everybody listening today, and I'm going to issue a challenge that they can email me. I'm going to give my email, the motivation show at gmail.com, the motivation show at gmail.com. Most people, when they hear opportunity knocking, they don't answer the door. There's a reason that all of us are put together. It's not a coincidence. There's a reason Virginia and I are on this podcast together. There's a reason why people are listening. And if I put the opportunity out to email me, people should realize that door is knocking. Take advantage of it. Email me. Let's connect. Let's collaborate. Okay, because we have to find out why have we been put together out here right now. I also have my own podcast. You can put it in Google, three words, The Motivation Show, where I look to inspire, motivate, and bring people a lot smarter than I am, just like you bring in a lot of great people. Uh, And they will uh, give you answers to all of the life's issues and give you a shortcut to success, something that even a $100,000 a year education at Harvard might not bring you. That is so great. Thank you so very much, uh, Eli. Uh, we appreciate you coming here. We need to uh, invite you again. You have so much to offer, and we're going to invite you again. Well, thank you, Virginia. You are a blessing to the world. Thank you for putting all this goodness out there. Thank you. Thank you.
you want to know more about Virginia Prodan, her coaching program, buy her book, Saving My Assassin, or invite Virginia to speak at your events, visit virginiaprodanbooks.com. Thank you.